Welcome to the broadcast at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. We invite you to join us here on this station each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We also invite you to join us in person at 11 a.m. The church is located at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, Georgia. Now join Pastor Les Fuller as he brings God's Word. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Um, go ahead and be turning in your Bibles, if you would, to some of this, probably all of this very familiar scripture. Um, fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians. And also the tenth chapter of Mark. Ephesians 5 and Mark 10. We may read one other place. I'm not completely settled on that yet. But while you're turning, um, I've already admitted this to your pastor. Um, I, I got the call yesterday. I was sitting in, in my living room um, watching a movie with just me and my youngest daughter just sitting there in the living room. I love spending time with my kids when I get the opportunity. But it was just two of us and my cell phone rang and I looked and it said Les Fuller on my screen and I said I'm not ready to answer that call yet. I'm just being honest. So I, I reached and I hit the button on my phone but as soon as I did there's some scripture that came to my heart. And uh, it led me into these thoughts that maybe we're going to bring to you today. We desire your prayers. Les called us back later, and uh, I knew that we would be here this morning. I look out across the congregation. I know Les has said that my, my family and myself have been coming a little around here. I, I want to tell you, um, I, I don't believe in lifting men up above the place of God or above maybe what a man would be able to, to handle uh, but I want to tell you something that I'm sure that you're probably already assured of. you got one of the best pastors in this part of the country. I love Brother Les with all of my heart. We've not got to spend a lot of time together. But I want to encourage you, church. You lift him up. I guarantee you that he's been on his knees for you. And as we've been in this place, I've watched him work. And I've watched the congregation respond. And I'm so thankful uh, for Mount Gilead. I've already said it. Just a handful of y'all that I know. Uh, I began to call people out that I know I'm sure I'd miss somebody, but I've watched the church, the little bit of time we've been around here come together, be healthy and work and have a desire to hear from God and have a desire to understand His Word. And I want to encourage you to continue on that path. It is obvious that because that's where you're going, God is blessing this congregation. So I want to encourage you to continue down that path. And uh, again, I don't want to put less above anything else because it is God that does this work Amen. in this place. And I want you to pray because this old boy's scared to death this morning. I, I, I know Les has said it. I, I've been preaching sometime, some about 15 years. I've pastored about six or seven of those years. And to stand in this place, to yield yourself to God and His Spirit, never gets easier. It is a fearful thing to stand in this place. So we desire your prayers that we would only let those things come out that God Amen. would want to come out. Now, the subject matter, if you've already looked at Ephesians 5 and uh, Mark 6, I think, or Mark 10 is what it was. If you've already looked at it, maybe you already see it. And you see the subject matter and you've, you've read it and no doubt you've studied it yourself. And sometimes this particular subject that's on our heart this morning stirs emotions in people. 
uh, that might cause a ruckus. And that's not my intentions this morning. It's really not. I hope that God takes us, and I've begged him, I've begged God to take us deeper than just the surface of the scripture this morning. So you pray that the flesh would be out of the way and that that of the Spirit of God would show forth in this place. Let's begin reading fifth chapter of Ephesians, verse number 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, we're going to keep reading, but I don't want you to get in the modern mindset and the way that things are today, and I'm not trying to be a cultural preacher, I'm really not, but we don't have to go very far today to see how much feminism has had an effect on uh, the culture at large, but even in our churches, it has had that. And I'm not going to stand here, Brother Les, and be that chauvinist to beat men over the head or to beat women over the head. Uh, I've heard a man say this a whole lot of times. Uh, I didn't write the mail. I'm just going to deliver it. So it, you just take it up with God. But uh, let's continue reading verse number 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now listen, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. i got so many thoughts right now. You just pray. We want to read this scripture in its entirety. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And I want you to keep that verse on your mind that... I want to read it again, and we're going to read 32 and 33, but listen to 32. Uh, all of this that we read, Paul says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Let's continue to read scripture in Mark chapter 10, and you continue to pray. Verse number 1 in chapter 10, it says, And he arose from thence, and cometh into the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And this is talking about Jesus now. And the people resort unto him again, and he, as he was wont, and taught them, uh, he taught them again. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? And he answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? And, it, and they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement, and to put her away. Now listen to this verse. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh, so then they are no more twain, 
uh, but one flesh. And I feel the need to go back here just a second. And we just want to follow God. I want you to listen to that eighth verse again. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. And then to go back uh, to verse number 30 in Ephesians 5, it says, For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. Now, we may read some more, we may not. And I don't know any other way to approach this scripture uh, than what God has placed on my heart. And I, I hope and pray that as you read scripture, that you look at it and you don't begin to point fingers and uh, that you don't look and say, well, oh, brother or sister, so-and-so could really use this scripture. I believe when we read scripture, we ought to open our own hearts first, that uh, we might be able to take the, uh, the beam that is out of our eye before we can remove the speck in our brother's eye. Now, uh, we have to look at this scripture, and we have to apply it to ourselves. And as I begin to read, I often read uh, this scripture. It's some of my favorite scripture in all of the Bible. And let me tell you why. And uh, so many years ago, and I know that I'm a young whippersnapper to some of you, and it doesn't seem that long ago, but in 1998, I met Bethany Martin. And I love that young, girl, that young lady with all of my hearts. And uh, by the way, she's, she's going to get mad at me, but she's 41. She's still a young lady in my eyes. I, I love her with all of my heart. And, but I, uh, 20 years old, I was 20 in 1998, and I went, uh, my sister was in the same grade as my wife, and we, I went one day after work and uh, sat in the parking lot to pick up my sister, and I saw this beautiful 16-year-old girl walking across the parking lot, and I began then. Now, I knew her uh, just by name, maybe. My sister got in the car, and I said, uh, who is that girl? And uh, honestly, and I'm just, it's part of my story. My sister looked at me and said, you don't need to have anything to do with her. And I, and I, I just like, you know, me and my sister, y'all know how siblings are. We uh, went on about that and ribbed each other a little bit. But I finally convinced my sister to set me up uh, with Bethany Martin. And we met there some months later on my 21st birthday. Now, yeah, uh, go ahead and let your mind go there. I was 21 and she was 16. Yes, that uh, was a thing. But see, the thing about it is, let me talk just a minute to some teens. I don't want to get over, uh, overstep any bounds, but I want you to hear me. Uh, we are not a people that should go about seeking that of a spouse in worldly situations. I, uh, we are, if we are called by the name of God, if we are truly believers, that we are his body and we are his flesh and we are his bones, we have an obligation to stand upon the scriptures, stand upon the word of God. So if you're here this morning and you're in that place where uh, you are seeking that of a spouse, I encourage you that you would go and you would seek that in a godly manner, that you would seek it in a way uh, there that leans on God for direction. Now, uh, I began to, you think, well, he, he's 21 years old and that girl's 16. And, uh, but we met at a church youth group function through some mutual friends, and that's the only way that her mom and daddy... Uh, would let her go out with a 20-year-old man because they met at a mutual's fr mutual friend's house and it was at a church function. And no doubt, I'm not trying to lift myself up, but it was uh, my birthday is New Year's. I just want to show you how God works. My birthday is New Year's Eve of 1977. That's when I was born. I turned 21 on New Year's Eve. I wasn't out at the bar turning 21 
uh, partying and doing all the things of the world. I was trying my best and my flesh to serve God and seek the way that he would have me to go. Uh, some years later, I found myself in a place that I had no business being. But we went on there. We met. I met my wife, and we uh, began to date a little bit. And I have to tell you this. It, it, it's funny. I tell it everywhere that I go. But uh, I had, I'm a car guy. I had a real fancy Trans Am at the time. And my wife said, the only reason I went out with you is because I, I thought you had money. You had that car. Uh, I thought you had money. She said, the only reason that you got a second date is because you let me drive your car on the first date. It's funny. We tell that story everywhere we go. I'm so, y'all, I'm overwhelmed this morning. I'm so thankful for what God has done in my marriage and in my life. Now, I, I have to tell you this, and this part, of, we'll get to the scripture. I told you that I wanted, I've asked God to take this thing deeper than what even I could do, but... I began, uh, we, we talk about that, and I want to go back a little bit. I was saved over at Welcome Mountain Baptist Church. That's where I grew up, and uh, no doubt I was uh, saved at a young age. And uh, that just I'm not going to go through my testimony, but you just know that uh, this boy has a place over in Claremont on the side of Ransom Free Road inside of Welcome Mountain Church where I got saved. That's the part that you need to know, that I... I know because of what God has done through Jesus Christ, He drew me uh, with the Spirit that I'm saved, and I know that I'm saved. But I got in a place, it wasn't long after that, that God called me to preach. And uh, this is parts of my life that I'm ashamed of. I, God called me to preach probably when I was 14, 15 years old, and I did not give in to that thing, Les. I didn't want it. I didn't want to preach. There was nothing in me that wanted to stand in this place and uh, didn't even understand then what it meant, but I did not want to preach. And I ran from God for a long time, and I met Bethany, and we went on, and I could go on to tell you about dreams and about, about visions, and I don't know what y'all think about that, but I know uh, what God has done in my life, but I could tell you about uh, visions that God gave my wife, about her uh, marrying a preacher, and how that God, hey, we need to be people that have our eyes open to God working in our life. We so many times get downtrodden and uh, we, we get down and we say, God, where are you? Why are you not working in my life? Let me tell you, if you are a born-again child of God, God is working in your life. He has not forsaken you. He knows exactly where you're at. And to get back maybe to the context of you here this morning and you want with all of your heart to be married, I guarantee you God is working in that place. If you honor, if you'll seek yeah. the things that God wants, He is working. But all through my life, I can I look back, we say uh, the milestones and or maybe the mile markers in our life, maybe places where God has uh, been working and He's been evident in our life. I could tell you about so many of those. But uh, we went on there and get back to my story. We go on there and... Uh, we, me and Bethany met and we dated for almost two years and we got married and uh, it wasn't long after that maybe our first daughter come along about two or three years later and uh, and I was racing I was doing all of the things that was going I was running man I was like Jonah if you've ever heard of Jonah's story my life is one I was 
uh, doing everything else in the world that I could. I was doing everything in the church that I could. Hey, I was out. I never, I, I never have been real bad. But see, the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. There, there's not a one of us that's ever lived a good enough life that we uh, could ever walk through the gates of heaven without the shed blood of Jesus. None of us has ever been able to do that. But see, I wasn't all that bad. But uh, the Bible says that we heard this morning in Sunday school to him that knows to do right and do it that not. To him it is sin. I was living in a place where I was uh, full of sin. I was being disobedient. I was doing all of the things that uh, took me out of the will of God. And even, hey, you can say what you want to about this next statement, but I was a member over there at Walker Mountain and I uh, maybe led the choir and I did uh, Sunday school and I was an usher and I did all of the things trying uh, to scratch an itch that God had placed in my life to be a preacher. Uh, but there was nothing else that was going to fulfill that role except that I give in. Amen. So see, I went on and, and, and now I promise you this has got something to do with the scripture, but uh, we went on there and me and Bethany got married and the kids started coming. My uh, youngest son was was born there, and they, or my, son, my only son was born. He was there two years old. And my wife said she'd had enough. This is my only wife. I'm her only husband. But she said, I've had enough. And she left, went with the two babies, and went home to mama. Because daddy, because husband, was not standing and doing what he was supposed to be doing. Go ahead and judge me. Enter judgment here. If you want to judge me, you go ahead. But see, I began to read, and I began to study, and I began to realize where, I mean, it was overnight. When all that happened, it was overnight. God got a hold of my heart, and he said, you need to do the things that I've asked you to do. And I said, God, I'm not going to bargain with you. I'm not going to reason with you. I will do anything you call me to do from here on out now for a little bit. I did. I said, God, just put my family back together. I can't go preach unless my family's together. I can't do this unless you do that. I can't do that thing unless you do this. Let me tell you something. When God calls you into something, I don't make a bargain. Just get up and go do it. Now, God called me to preach, and I got on my knees, and I began to beg and cry out to God all night that first night, and I said, God, I will do, you do whatever you want to with me, but I want to praise your name. I want to do the things that you want done. Don't need, I had no intentions of even going this deep in our testimony, but some four months, four months my wife was gone. I prayed for her. I did. I prayed for her every day. She no doubt got to a place where she prayed for me. And God put that thing back together. She came home. She realized that the things that I was saying was true. The Spirit was bearing witness. See, don't do anything in your life without the Spirit of God bearing witness in that thing. God was working in our life. Put things back together. Uh, I don't know, maybe a year later, our youngest daughter was born. She's 13 now. It's been 15 years or so since all that happened. In the last 15 years, we'd been married seven years prior to that. The last 15, almost, well, it's been, uh, this past August was 23 years. I, uh, God knew how ignorant that I was and let us get married in the year 2000 so I could keep up with how many years we've been born, or been married. 23 years. Has it always been easy? Nope. As, let me tell you, 
Now, I don't mean to pick on Les. I, I love Les, but Les is... Les ain't never heard anybody say anything bad about Les Fuller. Never in my life. I haven't. I haven't heard it. You look at Les and Shelly, and you say, wow, what a union. What a job that they're doing. But behind closed doors, it ain't easy, is it? You'd, you would have to be in that same boat. You'd say it ain't easy. To be married. I mean, it's easy to get married. It's not easy to stay married. you got to work. But see, God gave us the outline right here. Wives, what does that say? Husbands, love your wife. And wife, reverence your husband. I didn't set the hierarchy up. God did. And yes, in the Christian life, there's hierarchy. In church, there's hierarchy. That's the way it's set up. That's the way it is. But men, if you ever get to a place where you think you know better than God, you can watch your kingdom crumble. That's where I got. So we said that we wanted to take this a whole lot deeper uh, than maybe just the superficial. I, I want to tell you, we... In all of that four months, let me tell you, and I, I hate airing dirty laundry, but I love to show how much God washed it. In that four months, we had divorce papers drawn up. They were on the desk. And my wife had signed them and served me. And I didn't want it. I begged, and, I, and I'm not throwing my wife under the bus. She's sitting right there. I love her. Her heart was broken just like mine. And God put it back together. You know what she did? She came home the night she came home. We stayed up almost all, all the night talking. We drove those divorce papers out and ripped them up and burned them and said, we're never going to that place again. If we go to that place, may we go kicking and screaming. We're dragging the Holy Spirit on our coattails because he's the one that fixed it. But let's look at it in a different light. Now, I talked to you about all the things that I did. And maybe I could go on and on and on about all the things that I did as husband and as daddy that led my wife to want to leave our home. I could tell you about all those things. But see, if we're looking, uh, the writer here in Ephesians said, I write concerning Christ and the church. And he said, it's a mystery. But I want to tell you, this mystery of Christ and the church has been revealed to God's people. Uh, let me tell you, if you are here this morning and you are a born again child of God, uh, you are the bride that is wrapped in white and clean and pure and because of that of the blood of Jesus Christ and that of the husband in this story is Jesus Christ himself and it is him who is working in your life and it is him uh, that he's working to sanctify uh, the church, the bride. He is working to do all of these things so that at the day that we meet him, we get to meet him pure and white and clean Amen. through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Husbands, you better be doing that same thing 
uh, yes, your wife is responsible for the things that she does in this life, uh, but the husband is more responsible for those things. You better be covering your wife in prayer. You better be uh, kneeling with her and praying with her. You better be a man that's setting the example in your household that your children and your wife know that you're following God and you're worthy to be followed. So if we're looking at all of this, and over there in Mark it read about because of the hardness of your heart, uh, Moses said that you could have a bill of divorcement. Because of the hardness of your heart. My heart had got hard. My heart had got hard against God, against His Word, against my wife. I never really quit loving my wife, but I hated what we had become. My heart was hard. I didn't want to do the work to fix it. It was just easier to go on. So if we're looking at this thing being the image of Christ and the church, let me tell you something. We don't ever have to question whether Christ is doing His job or not. But because He is, we have a responsibility to be that that yields to Him. See, we get in a place a whole lot of times where we would rather go and do other things. Now, you'd be upset with me about this statement if you want to. I mean, unless we're sitting here talking about how much we believe that church membership is biblical. How that if you dig in the scripture, you're going to find that you need to be a member of a local church and uh, get to work in that place that the word, that the name of God would not be blasphemed. That when we come in here and we can join together with one another and yoke up and fellowship and love one another and be fed from God's word that we can then be equipped to go out into the world and share that to them. Let me tell you, I'm going to take just a little side note. It is not your pastor's responsibility to go and get your friends and bring them into the, into the church house. We're supposed to take the gospel to them. The Bible teaches us that. But see, we'll take all of these things and all of the things. Now, there ain't nothing I like any better and y'all can be uh, Y'all can think whatever you want to. I love on Saturday night to go to Tacoa Speedway or Livonia Speedway and have dirt in my teeth before I leave. There ain't nothing any better than I like to watch an old sheet metal bodied super late model car in the corner with a left front wheel hang. There ain't nothing no better to me. Now to you it may be hunting. It may be reading a book. It may be whatever. Um... But see, all of these things draw our attention, if we're not careful, will draw our attention away from the task at hand. And that is us as the bride yielding to Jesus and everything. I'm not saying you can't go have fun, enjoy life. The scripture talks about enjoying life. But if those things are dragging you away, you know what the Bible says? we are married, if we're looking at this scripture and we're married to Jesus, the bride, we are the bride, and we're seeking another, that's adultery. That's not my word. That's the Bible. If I, as a husband, or you as a husband, are going to other places with other women, what are we going to call that? It's adultery. We can commit spiritual adultery against Jesus Christ by not letting Him be our whole world, our first love. Now, I love Jesus, don't get me wrong. All three of my kids are sitting here. 
But I hope that I have shown them that Jesus is the most important thing in my life. Next to that, it's their mama. I love my kids. But next thing to Jesus is my beautiful bride. It's the way it's supposed to be. And if we're letting our eyes, if my eyes wander, and we could go into so many other things that keep coming into my heart about, you know, guarding your eyes and all of the things that will draw you away. Let me tell you, if anything else has your attention, if anything else in your life is your first love, then you are committing spiritual adultery against the very one that has saved your soul. Man, it's all plain, I know it. But see, that's the thing that has drawn my heart. I want to read one more verse and I'll be done. Less whatever y'all need to do after this. Didn't know that maybe we'd read this. Hebrews chapter 13. Didn't know if we'd read this or not and if I can find it. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Hey, the Bible can be harsh. It can be plain. But see, that's where we find ourselves. If we have let anything, and that's what I want to leave you with this morning. I, I, I'm done, but that's what I want to leave you with. is We are married to Christ. I know a lot of people, and that you use that language in it, Men especially, we're men, you know, we stand burly men, red-blooded, you know, venison-eating men, hunting men. We don't like language like that. But let me tell you something, this story of Christ and the church is the greatest love story that has ever been written. And if you don't know this Jesus this morning and how much love there can be, I beg you to know him. If you do know him, let him remind you that he is your father. It's a mighty deep well. It's a mighty deep well. You have listened to Pastor Les Fuller at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. Please join us at 11 a.m. at 5332 Highway 52 East Dahlonega or view our live stream on Facebook. May God bless you for listening. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 in time.